Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast in which I'm joined by Adam, Adam Marks, who has just been telling me he's actually sat uh, in Atlanta, uh, just north of Atlanta, where I didn't know that Atlanta doesn't have much snow, uh, but he tells me they've had a little bit of snow, so uh, perhaps causing a little bit of chaos. It's like here in the UK, Adam, we don't get snow enough to be able to cope with it, so we only need about an inch and the whole of UK comes to a grinding halt just with a little bit of a sprinkle of snow. So great to have you on today's podcast. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny because certainly I do think of the UK as having lots of snow. Mm. Um, but in Atlanta, the, the funny thing is, is when, when my parents moved down from New York City in like the early 90s, um, getting snow was like a once every few years kind of deal, you know, and yeah. then it would disappear in like four, four hours, six hours, you know, sure. and now it's, it is kind of almost every year ish, give or take, yeah. but every, every year everyone's like, Oh my God, it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole city shuts down. Yeah. Um, and everybody up North makes fun of us. And, and it's it's true, you know, I, I've sat in a client's office uh, and we've had no settling snow at all this winter, uh, where I live anyway, in the centre of the UK. But I was in a client meeting and we saw some flakes coming out the win- through the window and you could see people looking and thinking, I need to go home. Yeah. <laughs> it, it had just started snowing. There were a few flakes and they're like, oh, I need to ring and make sure everybody's okay and I need to go home early because it's like... Oh. And, and they're the kind of flakes that disappear as soon as they hit the pavement. <laughs> That's right. They're not even... Yeah, no, Atlanta's the same yeah. way. It's very yeah. funny. Yeah, it was about 36 outside. You know, it was well above freezing. It was never going to settle. <laughs> so who knew? So tell the listeners a little bit about you. Give us a little bit of your backstory and just introduce yourself to the to the listeners. Yeah. Uh, so, so I am Adam Marks. I am the guy on, on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter for what it's worth with the orange sunglasses, um, the zero to one networker. These are funny enough. These are monikers that I I didn't really set out to give myself. They just kind of happened. Um, and uh, a lot of people probably, I certainly on LinkedIn know my content as being really focused and niched down on networking, relationship building, community building. Um, I'm glad we're recording the podcast this week as opposed to maybe in December because uh, I'm actually happy, uh, excited to announce that for this calendar year, I'm actually an advisor at the Atlanta Tech Village for networking, community building. Uh, Even a lot of people in in the tech and startup scene uh, here in the States don't may not realize that the Atlanta Tech Village, uh, which is which is in Buckhead, it's a little bit north of downtown Atlanta, um, is the fourth highest concentration of uh, tech startups in the country. So, um, you know, th- that's exciting to be able to work with a lot of uh, really fantastic uh, founders who are building great products. And, um, you know, I, I focus on creating content, creating material, um, particularly networking oriented uh, stuff that is accessible for a lot of people. So yeah. I double down on strategies, which we'll, we'll, we'll get into, we'll unpack, yeah. but strategies that are patience, tenacity, 
value creation, things like that, that, that anybody could really focus on. I don't know about you. I work with um, our nearest university, University of Lincoln, with a lot of tech startups in their incubation unit. It sounds very similar mm-hmm. and probably not on the scale that yours is. But networking is something that seems so awkward for many tech businesses and particularly startup tech businesses, because most of them have been students. They've, you know, they've had this peer to peer network. But for some reason, when they go into business, they they struggle with that network and they seem to be very isolated and very insular. Is that something that's common over there? Is it just the tech guys over here in the UK? What, what would you say about that behavior? You know, I, I think it's I don't even think it's necessarily restricted to, to tech and startups. No. I think that that's kind of um, just it's. I don't want to say human behavior as, you know, I'm not an anthropologist or anything, but I think it's very normal to feel um, that networking is oftentimes kind of misunderstood. And, mm-hmm. and one, of the, one of the really core misunderstandings that I see very often is networking is not sales. Networking is not marketing. Completely. Sales and marketing, critical, critical parts to a successful business, right? But they're not networking. So a lot of times, and we see it on LinkedIn, people confuse oftentimes, they mesh together sales and networking, and they're fundamentally different beasts. And I, you know, I think that with regard to your question about how it's kind of awkward and kind of people may not really know how to go about it, networking is not uh, an equation. It's not plug and play. You will have to kind of feel it out it's kind of an art rather than a science in in that context and I think a lot of the way that networking is often taught and I think a lot about this um, certainly here in the states I don't know about in Europe and the UK um, but here in the states I think that there's this perception of networking as being like reserved for people who are very extroverted very gregarious they love being around people they love being the center of attention and, you know, for, for people who, who love being like that, like, that's fine. But, you know, I'm not even extroverted 100% of the time. I don't think anybody lives in these extremes. No. Um, for people who identify as introverted or shy or, you know, things like that, I have a lot of conversations with, with clients like that, either individuals or corporate teams. And there's kind of this perception that, oh, well, I'm just not that way right? I'm not like extroverted and whatever. And, and part of, we were talking about your know, narrative, you and I, before we started the podcast, that uh, one of my go-to examples is like, look, I've seen people who identify as introverts. They'd rather watch Netflix than go to the club. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I'd rather watch yeah. Netflix than go to the club, build and sell $20 million companies, build a podcast sure. that they're the face of, become public speakers, authors, writers, et cetera. And that has nothing to do with whether or not somebody is naturally shy. It has something to do with if they would gravitate towards it, them, you know, on their own as something that they think is fun and enjoyable. I love talking to people. It's fun for me. But the notion that it's reserved for a certain type of personality is something I fundamentally don't agree with. And I I think it's really critical that that especially students, especially new founders. um, And when I say new founders, I don't mean people only in their 20s. 
you know, only the Mark Zuckerbergs yeah. of the world. I mean, people who've maybe worked in an industry for 30 years yeah. and they want to try something new. Yeah. Yeah. One of my um, oldest clients that I ever signed up had decided to quit his job mm-hmm. uh, and invent something. He'd, he'd always dabbled in inventing and decided to quit his job and go into this business of inventing. 79 years old. Good for, um, good for him. I must admit, his business plans and his strategic plans were a little bit more restricted on the time than perhaps some some of us might be. Ten years felt a bit of a stretch for him, I must admit. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it could be anybody, couldn't it? So yeah, so, that's good for him. So thanks for clearing clearing that up. And I think yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, there's there's a place for everybody, and uh, I completely agree with everything you've said there. So let's let's talk about the coffee that you've been drinking today and i know it's <laughs> in the morning for you and we'll talk about coffee's more of a routine just tell the listeners a little bit about your coffee and your routine and uh, give us a bit of an insight into the coffee drinking habits that you have you know i i wouldn't call myself a i'm a coffee drinker in the sense that it for me is less about the caffeine and more about uh the routine of of doing it i certainly the caffeine helps on some yeah. days but um, I get up, have a cup of coffee. That to me is how I'm starting my day. You know, take mm-hmm. a look at the the New York Times crossword if I'm able to do it. Oftentimes, yeah. that's not the case, at least for the whole thing. Um, and for, you know, I, I think for a long time, I didn't, maybe, maybe I eschewed the idea of having kind of like a, a schedule, you know, cause as an entrepreneur, you, you love flexibility. A lot of people love it's time freedom. Yeah. Um, but having that little thing for me in the morning, I found was very helpful. It's yeah. no different than some people get up and their first thing is they go to the gym, right? Yeah. That's how they feel or they exercise in the morning yeah. for me. It's having some coffee and then, you know, gym later in the day. And, but that's where I start my day. Yeah, I think when you have that moment, it feels a, a bit of a, a monumentous time, isn't it? Now the day has started. Now I'm yeah. okay. Now I'm set for it. You know, bring it on. Yeah, you know, it's that kind of I'm battle ready now. I've done whatever I've got to do, whether it's gym, <laughs> battle <the> coffee. Ready. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, so how how do you take your coffee? What kind of coffee do you have? Do you have filter coffee? Is it black coffee? Just give us a little bit of an insight. Oh, black coffee. That. I can't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not strong enough to handle that. It's just, you know, regular, <laughs> whatever is around the house, a little bit of coffee creamer. Uh, my, my favorite right now is this kind of Italian sweet cream, uh, okay. flavoring. I like hazelnut. I mean, I, I, I find that I, I appreciate, you know, there, there's a, there's a great, a great coffee shop uh, company here in Atlanta, not in Atlanta, not in Atlanta, in the States. I'm waiting for them to open in Atlanta. Right. Um, they have locations in, I think, San Francisco and LA and DC. And every time I go to DC, yeah. I have to go to Phil's coffee um, ah. because it's the, the ambiance is great. I mean, this is pre COVID. So, yeah. you know, you know um, but uh, that's, that, that's my coffee routine. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty Perfect. basic. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, as we've been talking to people, it, you mentioned the word there, ambiance. Yeah. You know, very often when we go to coffee shops, it's not about the quality of the coffee. It's about the experience mm-hmm. that we had. I did a, a video the other day about Starbucks and mm-hmm. how, you know, I stand in line. You know, I, I 
stop start at one point in the counter and I work my way across and I then standing I wait for my drink at the other end of the counter. Yeah, I, I put up with that and I expect that because then when I get seated and I meet people, I talk to people, I see people in there regularly. Yeah, it's that whole experience that sometimes those queues are worth waiting for. And it's mm-hmm. yeah, you know, traveling somewhere to go to your favorite coffee shop. I and mean, I will drive five, 10 miles to just a different Starbucks just because I prefer the one that's in the town center because it's in the marketplace. It's got a fantastic view. Right. It changes the whole experience. It does. Yeah. Yeah. The seats are the same. The service is the same. The counters are the same. The coffees are the same. The people that serve it aren't the same and the ambiance isn't the same. So yeah, I'm completely with you on that. So thinking about, um, I want to share one thing with the listeners just before we go on anymore, because I had to share this, uh, <coughs> this with you. My, my wife bought me, and I know, listeners, you can't see this, but I'm, I'm just showing Adam here. Uh, oh, very cute. Gingerbread cookies. And they're iced gingerbread cookies. And my wife bought me these for Christmas. And I've been on a, on a fast since Christmas. And I've now actually started these <laughs> uh, iced gingerbread cookies. And they're actually called gingerbread mug huggers. That's and great. They, yeah, these little gingerbread biscuits, uh, cookies, uh, as you call them, I've got little legs and the legs go either side and you put them on the side of your mug. And I just want to share that. I'm having this in this podcast. This is one of the things that I've been having this afternoon. So it's not just a coffee today. It's about the cookies and the biscuits. Well, that's and great. gingerbread mug huggers. What a great title of a biscuit. Wait, wait, yeah, a cookie, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so thinking about your, your business, thinking about what you've been working on, Adam, just give the, the listeners a little bit of an idea of what has evolved, what's been fixed, what's being worked on in, in your own business. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that maybe the best place to, to start with that is, um, <clears throat> you know, in uh, 2019 into 20, um, I was, I had closed my first company in, in 17 and, um, mm. And uh, a lot of people on LinkedIn may, may not know this, but like my, I had a whole career in the music industry before I got into what I do now. So I, uh, for, a shift. For like, yeah, I was, well, you know, I was in the music industry for 12, 13 years and since high school. And that's actually where I learned, really learned how to cold network. It's really, you know, cold mm-hmm. email, how to build relationships, how to do things like that. And so in 20, early 2020, before the pandemic, I was getting into doing personal branding on LinkedIn, uh, which I fell into. It was more just m- numerous people had come to me and said, oh, man, your, your personal brand is on point with the orange sunglasses and this and that. And I was like, guys, I don't have the heart to tell you, like, I got these at some event when I was in college and I'm just too lazy to go and, and replace them. So now I now find myself in this weird, funny reality where the minute that these cheap plastic things break i have to go pay amazon for another 12 pairs um but through 2020 i was doing personal branding stuff and and part of that journey was recognizing that uh two things were true really by by the time we were in october november of 2020 uh the first is that uh, when people think about personal branding, oftentimes, and I'm the same way, they think about logo design, website design, and those are just services that, that I don't do. Um, so there was a, a bit of a 
kind of miscommunication of what the skills were. And then I started to think about what do I love to do and where is there an underserved market? And it seemed to me that there was a real underserved market in discussing how to build relationships, how to get in front of the people that you want to get in front of, whether it's Mm -hmm. an investor or a journalist or partnership opportunity or whatever it might be. How do you get in front of those people? And a lot of a lot of uh, stuff that I was seeing on, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, particularly on LinkedIn, um, wasn't beneficial. It's, you know, to, to say, uh, oh, you know, I have a great thing to sell you. Well, everybody's got a great thing to sell me. And, mm-hmm. and your thing might be great for me, but you're, you're not getting my attention with that kind of an opening statement. And I, I tell people this, and some people don't believe me, but it's 100% true. I have built a stupid network on the back of friends clips, <laughs> family guy gifts, boy meets world gifts, humor and humility. And, and 80, 80%, 85% of everything I post or tweet or share is propping up or promoting somebody else, another company that's doing great things, another founder that I really I'm inspired by a mission I really believe in. It's not me talking about how great I am. Networks aren't built by by just ringing your own bell 100% of the time. And so a lot of the journey was, okay, how do I help other people understand this? I'm not saying, you know, when I talk about non-transactional networking, I'm not saying don't do business. Do business. Business is really good. Business business happens, doesn't it? It, Yeah, it just comes, doesn't it? Well, and, and that's the point is that when you approach, and this is, this is the critical difference between networking and sales, when you approach a conversation without the mentality of, I have to get the deal done by the end of this conversation, a whole host of opportunities kind of just materialize in front of you. And you don't know where those avenues might lead. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the conversation, a lot of the material, a lot of what I do now is There are people who are sales rock stars and that's what they consult in. And that's, I am happy to leave that portion to them. But even those sales rock stars recognize that and they'll, they'll go, I mean, go read a lot of their content. They'll go out and say like sales is sales. Networking is different. And they don't confuse the reason that they're sales rock stars is they don't confuse their sales with their networking. Yeah. 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 So you, you mentioned the word there, humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we hear, you know, the word <clears throat> authentic. It's become the, the thing of the pandemic, really. You know, we've got to be authentic. Uh, right, the buzzword, right. Yeah, yeah. And pivot, that's the other word, isn't pivot. it? It's become, <laughs> become overused. Um, but you used a word there that for me is very personal. It's, it's humility. What would you describe that as meaning from your point of view when, when you're working as you are? Um, I would say that humility is recognizing that nobody, including people who are solo entrepreneurs, nobody builds an amazing business all by themselves. You ha- even if you are a, a one, a one act show, you still have amazing customers. Presumably you still have amazing employees. You still have great partners. You still have some, I mean, you're just not building it yourself. There, there, there are so many facets to it and recognize that someone else's time 
and expertise is valuable. And being humble is often equated with weakness in business. Mm -hmm. And that in my experience is at first, I don't agree with it, but also my experience is um, I think that when people focus on the, the humble portion of it, they're able to bring down those barriers, break down those walls and create an opportunity for conversation with people. And that is what opens doors to opportunities that could be incredibly financially beneficial to both parties or all parties involved. Yeah. And and I think you touched on something very important there that I think the listeners need to understand as well. And I completely agree with you. If you're going to be humble, if you're going to show humility, that takes an incredible amount of courage and incredible amount of strength to do that. So if somebody is putting out content in that way, you've got to be respectful of the strength to be able to do that. You know, uh, when I started this podcast, you know, people very often said, what's in it for you? Nothing. You know, yes, I get the benefits that come from the credibility, etc. But it, as you've, you know, we were talking earlier, it's about putting you, the guest into the spotlight. This podcast will only be great because of the great guests. You know, when you look at some of the best talk show hosts, they're great. Yes, because of the questions that they ask, but it's because they get amazing guests on there and, and the shows are around <coughs> that. And so it's, it's very important that we all need to have that humility. Completely agree. I, I think that, in, I mean, I think that if I could add something to that, because mm, I think please. that's a really important point, you know, humility is so, so, I don't want to say so easy, um, because it is, it is, it's a challenge for a lot of people, mm. but I'll, I'll give you an example, like to put out a tweet or a post talking about how, oh, I read this article by this person and I got a lot value out of it and i'm sharing it because maybe somebody else will get value out of it that is a function of being humble you're you're saying i this is a maybe a piece of information or a strategy that i didn't know before that i now find value in because i learned it from someone else and i'd like to share this into my network so that i could um credit that person properly that is a function of humility no recognizing you don't know everything that you can learn from people and that's an extremely attractive quality because as a as a reader as a potential audience member in that person's network i'm thinking oh okay uh this person recognizes that they don't know everything Mm -hmm. i mean and and the reverse is true people who who walk around as arrogant um we're all a little bit arrogant sometimes but i'm talking about the people who have the mentality that my time is worth everything and your time isn't worth anything and they kind of give off that air i just don't want to be around that person no I mean, it's very, very simple. It is, yeah, yeah. And, and I think, you know, when you said there about humility is uh, some, somewhat in, in some ways easy, I think we all have access to humility. Yeah. And I think that's it. I don't think, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's hard to, to, to do sometimes. It needs the strength, it needs the courage. But actually, every single person listening to this podcast has the access to humility. It, it's available <clears throat> to every single one of us. Well, and that's, that's what's so, I mean, I, that I want to focus on so much because that's a core portion of the kind of networking that I teach. Mm. Um, you know, I, I teach the kind of stuff that is, 
I don't care what your follower count is or isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, follower count is effectively a vanity metric and it's the caliber, not the number, but, but to, to your point, the ability to have that, the, the, you know, that as a decision, I think is so critically important because I look at, at the strategies that have worked for me, patience, mm-hmm. tenacity, humility, value creation, humor. These are mm-hmm. things that have nothing to do with where somebody went to university if they went to university, what their Jeep, nobody has ever asked me what my GPA was. Um, (laughs) People take all kinds of different avenues in life. Maybe they didn't have the opportunity to have a more traditional education. Maybe they chose to do something a little bit different and they're, they're building things out in a different way. Um, I look at strategies that could be employed by anyone. If you have a pulse, you can do it. And I don't care if you went to university, if you didn't go to university, if you're 20 years old or 70 years old or 40 years old or sure. you've worked corporate your whole life, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I just want to, I, I want to ask you one question because this is, this is something that gets raised very often mm-hmm. uh, with, with people that I work with. And I know we might be talking about different aspects of networking here, but you know, a lot of people go into networking that I work with who, Go with that. Uh, I'm going to give everything that I can to it. I'm going to pass um, information. I'm going to give people value and give people content. And they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they make the introductions. They make the connections. <coughs> they deliver value. And they give so much. Mm-hmm. And it still doesn't give them any results. And they think, you know, why is this? Why is that? And you, you use the word tenacity there. But is there anything? Anything else that you would say to anybody who's listening to this? Thinks, you know, I've, I've tried this. I've given everything I could. I, I was humble. I gave out so much, but it just wasn't reciprocated. What would you say to those people that are listening with those kind of thoughts? That's a really good question. Um, <clears throat> such a good question. I need some more coffee. <laughs> what I would say is I've been there. Hmm. Okay, I've been there. I I know what it is to feel like you're working and working and working and scraping and it's just not it's not working. It feels like like you're sitting on the ground and bashing your head against a brick wall and the hardest thing some days is to keep doing this because networking isn't necessarily about um only building a startup being an entrepreneur networking is about expanding the 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 cornucopia of possibilities in front of you and the one of the most frustrating portions of it is that i tell my clients 10 months not 2 weeks 10 months for a yeah. single relationship not 10 yeah. months until you're a rock star 10 months for one relationship to get to the point where okay we can have a the second dialogue, a third dialogue, a fourth dialogue. And, and that waiting feels frustrating. It feels like nothing's happening. Hmm. Time perspective and patience are so critical. It's tenacity and patience, not just tenacity. And these are things I had to learn for myself. And I'm not patient by, by nature I'm patient by necessity Um, as patient as I can be. I would say to those people, if you feel like you're giving these things and it's not working, 
don't stop giving, but maybe modify how much you're giving, in what ways are you giving. Maybe you're in a community that isn't recognizing that benefit. Maybe explore a different community or a different platform. Go from mm-hmm. Twitter to LinkedIn or LinkedIn to TikTok um, or, or some other community, you know, yeah. the, you know, in your local geography or something like that. There is always always somebody that you can connect with. It doesn't matter if it's your local coffee shop barista or a family friend or someone, you know, whatever. Uh, I was at the, the, um, I was at the market the other day and like, I just bumped into a couple of people who run a local coffee business and I, you know, and they're getting stuff going. I said, Oh, I do networking. Oh, we need networking. Like it wasn't like I was pitching. We just were, were talking about coffee and then, oh, that's what we do, this and that. And then you, through that conversation that grew organically, oh, maybe we can do something together. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. That's the yeah. hardest thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, you've, you've said something really, really important there, Adam, because, you know, many, many people are what I call pitching putters. And they're not yeah. pitching putters on the platforms or where they're going. They change what they're saying so much. They think it's what they are saying if they think it's something they're doing wrong and they change it so much they actually don't know what's working they don't know what's getting the responses and they're not able to test the platforms enough so have the patience and you know, measure the results and then make the tweaks so yeah so you, you've given us some some great things to to take away and have some some think, thinking about uh, if people want to find out more about you, Adam, and connect with you, how, how do people reach out? I mean, is there any links or any, any information you want to give to the listeners that they can take away of value from a point of getting to know you more? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because I'm actually, it's, I've been, this is now my third podcast this year and um, third or fourth. And uh, I'm getting so tired of saying I'm in the business of rebranding my website. So that's actually not the best place to go right now. Mm-hmm. It's like under construction and all that. But I am very reachable on uh, on Twitter and on LinkedIn, uh, yeah. both um, at AdamMarks13, um, on Instagram too, for what it's worth. On uh, I think there's also um, at Zero to One Network, I think is on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Uh, zero to one networker, maybe on TikTok. Uh, you know, yeah. really, what people should do is look for the orange sunglasses, and that's where they can find <laughs> me. Yeah, and just for the benefit of the listeners, it's Adam A D A M, and then it's Marks M A R X. Yeah, um, like Groucho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mentioning anything about the resemblance or the glasses, neither. But uh, <laughs> one of one of the things I, I would say is, you know, to the listeners, go out there, search for Adam Marks or search for Zero to One. Is it Zero to One Networker? Yeah, it is Zero to One Networker with Twitter because they only allow you 15 characters in a, in a yeah. handle. It, I had to cut off the, the very last couple letters, but yeah. some such. Um, yeah. Some such mix of those words will probably yeah. get you. And, and if you see the person, you think, oh, is that the right person? Look for the orange sunglasses and they Always, are. yeah. That's great. That's a great way of doing it. So <laughs> I just wish I could got enough hair on my head to actually uh, wear a <laughs> pair of sunglasses. I'm very envious of things like that. So if you could give the listeners something that they can take away, something of value that they can actually do something uh, with, what would that be? <clears throat> That's a great question because I'm, I'm all about actionable, material. Mm. And what I would say is 
a lot of people oftentimes stop themselves from engaging in conversations either on Twitter or on LinkedIn, you know, in comments or TikTok in the comments. Mm -hmm. Um, They stop themselves because they don't want to sound stupid, right? Because, you know, they're not um, maybe an expert uh, or some such, you know, luminary in a, in a, yeah. an industry. Um, and so as a result, they stop themselves from having, you know, from, from posting that one comment and stuff yeah. like that. And what I would say is, you know, you don't have to have an earth shattering business epiphany, be a part of the conversation, try to do more than, you know, if you, if you find a, a post, a LinkedIn post that you really like, comment on it and write something more than cool post, bro. Write something that was, you know, one to two sentences and say, you know, Hey, Simon, I really love this post. I had, um, I I had a really interesting experience with, with, with that topic, or I really liked that, uh, marketing, uh, suggestion that you made or, or I didn't find a lot of value in it, but I did find value in that other suggestion. Yeah, yeah. A couple of sentences do, doing that consistently, you know, on a daily basis, 10 minutes, maybe in the morning, 10 minutes, maybe in the, in, in the evening, just the way you get up and you brush your teeth and that's part of your habit. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be climbing Everest on day one, mm-hmm. just get into the dialogue and really, really interesting things will happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, that that being part because yeah we see so many of those thanks for sharing great post and they they don't mean that much do they you know we can all do that and very often if you're on linkedin even sometimes you know when you're having chats with people it gives you the that's great you know bill you know and thumbs up you know so so many of those you know people now see as just a choice of predicted text so if you can make it connected and personal that definitely makes a difference well, and, and what I would just tack on to that is I have made my reputation over networking with influencers across Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. I routinely pick up influencers across different platforms. And what I will say is influencers really do pay attention to mm. comments that are interesting. And yep. everybody, everybody has, you know, busy days and things like that. But if you leave something that is uh, relatively positive, creates value for the community, talks about why, why you found something worked or, or maybe it didn't work, but you're not tearing it down. You're just saying this didn't work for me, but this other thing might work for your audience. Being a part of the conversation that way, uh, people notice. That's a great way of getting in front of someone. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because I was talking to uh, Holland, the coach that we were right, referring right. to from Atlanta the, just earlier. And he He's got a podcast and he reached out to Mike McCallowitz, who's one of my favorite authors and a good uh, favorite author of his as well. And he said, I don't know how to get the guy on a podcast. I said, Drop him an email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In his books, he says, I reply to all my emails. I read all of my emails. So just email him. And he, he messaged me 15 minutes later saying, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> I, I, I emailed him. I asked him, he says, and he replied back. He said, I don't know if you do read your emails. You say you do in your books, but I don't know if you actually do. I'd love you to be a guest on my podcast, but yeah, uh, I wasn't sure you know, who, who you can send this to. So please forward this to Mike. And within 15 minutes, and I'm sure you don't get that all the time, but within 15 minutes, he was just gobsmacked that he got a reply back saying, hi, this is Mike. I do read my emails. 
thank you for reaching out in the way that you've done. And it, and it was that connection. I, I do find that 100% believable. And the reason I say that is because when you think, oh, why would anyone, why would he read my email? There must be a zillion people sending in that email. So there's why bother? Yeah. So many people have the why bother and they fit, they focus on mm-hmm. what could go wrong as opposed to what could go right. You yeah, know, exactly. that's a, that's a better <laughs> mentality. What, what if, what if it works? But sometimes you know? that's the fear, isn't it? If I actually that get into fear, if I get him to say yes, what will we talk about? <laughs> oh, no, but you know what? I'm going to tell you what, what, what my therapist says is don't try to solve the fallout. There may not be fallout. Don't try to solve yeah, it yeah. before you're there. Yeah. Get there. The point of, of networking, the point of any networking interaction is to get to the next conversation. Yeah. Point blank, period, end of story. And that's where great business happens. It's where support happens. It's where really interesting opportunities materialize. That's the point of great networking. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. So listeners, there you have it. There's the actionable thing that you can take away from this podcast. Go onto your social media, 10 minutes at the beginning of the day, 10 minutes at the end of the day. I'm glad you said that because I do my 30 minutes of social media at the beginning of every day and that's that's it. Uh, be part of the conversation. Join in a conversation, give them some comment, give those couple of sentences. That's something that each and every one of us can do this week, right now, today, those of us that have got a today left or tomorrow, we can do that. So thank you very much, Adam, for, for sharing that. Now, I'm going to ask a final question, if that's okay. And this is slightly mm-hmm. different to, to the one, but the listeners will know what this question is going to be. <clears throat> if you were to have that next morning routine coffee, but in a dream location, where would that dream location be? We know it's going to be oh. first thing in the morning, but where would it be? Oh, man, that is a hard question. Um, you know, because I, 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 lo- I love to travel. So there's a part of me that wants to be, you know, in downtown New York or downtown Chicago or, uh, you know, but then I've never, like, been, I've I, never I, been to Chicago. I've never, oh, I always want to go to Chicago cold right now. Yeah, I <laughs> it's <bet>. cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, or Boston's cold. I, I went to school in Boston. Um, boy, that's hard. Cause it's like, do you choose, you know, the city area that you're familiar with and that you, that you love and, and, or do you choose someplace really nice, like, you know, a beach, you know, nice beach in Hawaii mm. or California. Where, I don't know. That's a hard question. Oh. That is an well, impossible I think, you're giving, question. I think you're giving us so many choices. So it's going to be Chicago, <laughs> it's hard. downtown New York. Um, it's going to be uh, Boston. It's or it's going to be somewhere sunny, sunny uh, Hawaii and or every, California. Every place has their own charms, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, one day I'll get back to the UK and, uh, you know, and, and have a coffee there again. So that's, that's on my list too. You know? Yeah, great. Well, it's, it's amazing. Sometimes when I travel around the world and I used to go a lot with the motorbike racing, uh, mm-hmm. I always used to make the mistake of going for things that I was familiar with. Right. So going to something like the Hard Rock Cafe. I always knew what I was going to get at a Hard Rock Cafe. So if a right. city had a Hard Rock Cafe, first meal we'd go for was that because we knew what we were going to get. And then we'd work out the local stuff. So right. actually, for me, um, my dream location, I've never shared this on a podcast before. So my dream location, based upon what you've said there, because I've had lots of different thoughts of this, would actually be because I'm such a, a lover of Starbucks as, as a coffee and as, as a brand, it would have to be the origins of Starbucks. It would have oh, to be out in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be if I could sit in one of the original 
sort of shops of Starbucks, then that that would be a dream location. That would be great. That's, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. I, I I will say that um, I I haven't done that, but I have to add that to my list. Yeah, and the the second one on my list would be in Banff in Canada. We uh-huh. used to go to Canada every Christmas. And there's a, a coffee shop there. I don't know if it's still there. It's been such a while since we've been, but Evelyn's. And that was my first experience of a North American sort of coffee mm-hmm. shop. And and huge. You know, one, you get free top-ups. You don't get that here in the UK. <laughs> uh, and, and, the, and the muffins over here are tiny. You can put three or four in the palm of your hand. And we went over there and you couldn't put one in the palm of oh, your yeah, hand. Oh, yeah, that's just, very, very It was just cool. huge. Yeah, yeah. So Evelyn's, Evelyn's for me. Going back there would be great. There was this um, play. I did my study abroad in Amsterdam. Uh, I actually lived on one of the canals, just like now, a block. Now there's and a, a def- there's a definition of a coffee shop that's very different <laughs> to what we're talking about right now. Well, you know, I was I lived about a block and a half from uh, from the, where the Anne Frank house is, right on the canal. Yeah. And people who are unfamiliar with Amsterdam don't realize how compact the city is. You can really walk um, the city in yeah. like 45 minutes, you know, downtown. And so I actually used, I used to walk to class where University of Amsterdam is on, on the other half of the city. Um, and there was this one coffee shop, coffee place, not coffee shop in that context, where I used to sit and get lunch before my, before my art history class. And it was just, it was fairly nondescript, but it was mm-hmm. just the, the prototypical, northwest european experience and it was yeah. so um different than like sitting in a starbucks you know yeah. no 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 better no work just different great experience yeah, yeah. yeah well there you go so i think we've we've narrowed that down to yeah a getting few, a few there. a handful yeah. of places right <laughs> well look you've given us some amazing tips you've given us some great insights to the, the secrets of being part of that conversation that you've mentioned there. And also, I think for those listeners who are perhaps on the edge, feeling uncomfortable networking, you gave us some amazing ways of, of working around that as well. And uh, of course, you know, listeners search for Adam, Adam Marks, look for the orange uh, glasses and you won't go far wrong. And it's been an absolute pleasure. And I really do value the time that you're giving and you've shared some great stories and uh, we've had an absolute blast. So I thank you very much for your time. It's really appreciated. Well, the feeling is mutual and uh, we'll have to do it again and share some more stories. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we'll get that one booked in in the near future. So listeners, you know, you've had some great awareness. You've had some amazing education from Adam. The thing you need to do now is go out and do something with what Adam shared. Be part of some conversations in your networks and go out there and put those two or three sentences together, show humility, be part of the conversation and let us know what difference that makes. That's that's the way that you can justify the time that we've given by showing us the action that you've taken. And I look forward to having you all on the next podcast. Until then, bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.